WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The Michigan Department of Education is entering into a partnership agreement with Benton Harbor Area Schools with the goal of improving academic performance. Department spokesperson Bill DeSessa tells us BHAS is one of 54 school districts selected for new agreements this week because they have schools scoring in the bottom 5% on the state's index accountability system or a four-year graduation rate of 67% or less. Once the agreement with Benton Harbor is in place, the state and Barry and Risa will provide support to the district to boost academic performance. DeSessa says after 18 months, there will be a review and then another review after 36 months. The agreement includes district-determined accountability measures, which will be implemented at the end of the 36 months and in the event of an unsuccessful district evaluation at that point. Accountability measures determined by the district will be implemented at that point. So that will be part of the agreement reached between the department and Ben Harbor in this case. DeSessa says partnership agreements are mutual with the goals set by the the local district also entering partnership agreements with the state of the Benton Harbor Charter School Academy and Mildred C. Wells Preparatory Academy in Benton Harbor. It's expected this new partnership agreement will be signed in April. Benton Harbor Area Schools Interim Superintendent Kelvin Butts says the district has worked well with the state education department and he believes the department is committed. It's the final month in Washington for Congressman Fred Upton as he retires at the end of this term. The St. Joseph Republican tells us he'll be busy through the end, although his offices are now closed. Reflecting on 36 years in the U.S. House, Upton counts the 2016 21st Century Cures legislation as his top accomplishment. That bill boosted funding for medical research and drug development. So whether it's fighting cancer, getting the vaccine approved for COVID, diseases like sickle cell, Alzheimer's, all of that, coupled with more money for health research so we can find these cures. Upton says 21st Century Cures helped make the COVID vaccines possible. Locally, he says protecting the Great Lakes and completing U.S. 31 are high on his list of accomplishments. Upton says he's always followed the example of Ronald Reagan seeking to govern above all else. He believes that's what people want, noting most district residents don't have registered party affiliations. Very diverse district, representing 760,000 people. I signed my name on letters more than a million times, literally, in the 36 years that I was in office. It's tough to close up my offices, but it had to happen sometime. Upton says... The election this November was the first in decades that Upton got to sit out. I actually thought about going out on November 8th uh, a couple weeks ago and just with a big sign that said thank you. Until the end of his term, he says he'll be working on keeping the government functioning, averting a rail strike, and maintaining defense spending. Upton does not know what he'll do next, but says he'll remain in St. Joseph. Legislation from State Representative Pauline Wenzel to boost enrollment in early middle college programs has been approved in the Michigan Senate and now heads to the governor. Wenzel tells us her bill changes a state rule that prevents students and EMCs from taking part in athletics. Early middle college programs, or EMCs as they're called, are programs in Michigan where students in high school can be enrolled in five years of high school, but in that fifth year they're earning either associate's degrees or trade certifications, and unfortunately a lot of students haven't been partaking in that because they want to be able to play 
college sports in their fifth year after they've done their four years of high school sports. We spoke to Wenzel this fall. She says a lot of students would take advantage of the opportunities offered by EMCs, but because that would stop them from playing sports, they choose not to enroll. Her bill simply removes the barrier that stops fifth-year high, fifth high school students enrolled in college courses from playing college sports. Wenzel's legislation has the support of Lake Michigan College, Kalamazoo Valley Community College, and the Michigan Department of Education, among others. The village of Cassopolis is applying for a grant funding to expand its recently created Stone Lake Beach. Village manager Emily Legros says the funding will allow the village to add amphitheater seating to the stage area, build a kayak launch, increase parking, increase ADA access, and restore a portion of the beach behind the Log Cabin Museum. She tells us public input is a requirement of the grant application process, and the village has several options for residents to offer their thoughts, including an online survey. We have the link live. We'll have a plan set down at the beach this weekend for Christmas in Cassopolis, where people can kind of take a look and write notes on that if they want to, or scan the link to fill out the online survey there if they haven't been able to do that yet. We've solicited some letters and feedback from our local businesses as well. LaGros says the village is pleased with all the usage of its new beach, but those improvements will help residents and visitors more thoroughly enjoy the space. You can find out more at our website. It will be a busy weekend in downtown St. Joseph, as Light of the Bluff is this Friday, and the Rain Dog Parade is Saturday. St. Joseph Today's Amy Zapel tells us Light of the Bluff is when the city turns on all the Christmas decorations it's installed around the downtown area. It'll be a beautiful night. One million holiday lights will transform Lake Bluff Park into a, a gorgeous wonderland for everyone to enjoy. That's the first day of it. It actually goes all the way through the middle of February, but that first night on Friday is so special. The St. Joseph High School Choir will be there to provide music. Staples says the evening will also feature Window Wonderland downtown as local shops set up winter displays in their front windows and the public can vote on their favorites. The Rain Dog Parade is Saturday starting at 3 p.m. when people dress up their dogs and parade them down State Street. It is just such a happy, wonderful day, an afternoon where people are just happy to be together and happy to celebrate something and be a little silly and whimsical and it's lovely to be around. Staples says people get creative with the costumes for the dogs. She also notes Santa will be stationed at his house in downtown with Mrs. Claus following the parade. Sunday will bring the Holiday Artisan Fair at Union Social from noon to 4 p.m. You can find out more about this weekend's events at stjoetoday.com. And snowmobile season kicks off tomorrow on trails around Michigan. If you want to buy a new snowmobile, good luck, though. Extreme Power Sports salesperson Brody Markovich in Gaylord says supply chain issues have hit them hard. At the moment, inventory is relatively low as for in stock. Now, we have gone through, done a quite a few pre-sell ones through a snow check program, order it in the spring, get it in the fall type of thing. They really tried to push that big this year only because that was the one way you could really truly guarantee yourself a sled. Markovich expects the supply chain issues to be a problem for a couple more years, but he says people are getting out and still having fun. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. The U.S. House is back to build a block of potential rail strike. 
More from ABC. There was some opposition to this, and the whole idea of this is controversial, generally speaking, but the opposition, uh, of course, was on those seven days of paid sick leave. So the House today voted on two separate bills. One, uh, the first bill on the, uh, to avoid this labor dispute, and then the second one specifically had to do with those seven days. Now, both of those bills, uh, they're on their way to the Senate, uh, and the president has called on both chambers to act expeditiously. Several members of the House were opposed to the paid sick time. Stocks rallied on Wall Street after the head of the Federal Reserve said the central bank could soon ease up on its aggressive pace of interest rate hikes aimed at taming inflation. While citing some gains, some signs the inflation is cooling, Fed Chair Jerome Powell stressed the Fed will push rates higher than previously expected and keep them there for an extended period. The S&P index climbed 2% in afternoon trading. The tech-heavy Nasdaq rose 3% and the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 1%. President Biden has announced new federal investments in Native communities today as part of the Tribal Nations Summit. More of maybe sees Elizabeth Shelsey. Speaking to tribal leaders from across the country, President Biden committed $135 million in federal funds to 11 tribal communities threatened by climate change. As all of you know, there are tribal communities at risk of being washed away, washed away by superstorms, rising sea levels and wildfires raging. The Department of the Interior says three of the communities in Alaska and Washington state plan to use the funds to relocate. The president also pledged to protect the Spirit Mountain area in southern Nevada. Elizabeth Schulze, ABC News, Washington. The world's largest volcano is oozing rivers of glowing lava and drawing thousands of awestruck visitors who jammed a Hawaiian highway that could soon be covered by the flow. Mauna Loa awoke from its 38-year slumber Sunday, causing volcanic ash and debris to drift down from the sky. On Wednesday, a main highway linking towns on the east and west coast of the Big Island became an impromptu viewing point. Thousands of cars jammed the highway near Volcanoes National Park. Ann Anderson left her overnight shift as a nurse to see the spectacle. She was afraid the road would soon be closed. House Democrats have elected their new leadership team, ushering in a new generation of leaders. After Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced she would step down, more if maybe she's M. Win. 52-year-old New York Representative Hakeem Jeffries makes history as the first black leader of a party in Congress, replacing Speaker Nancy Pelosi after she led the party for two decades. 59-year-old Massachusetts Representative Catherine Clark is elected as Democratic whip, and 43-year-old California Representative Pete Aguilar has been elected caucus chair. Both Pelosi and Majority Leader Steny Hoyer decided to step aside for a younger generation of leaders after Democrats lost the majority in the chamber. M. Wynn, ABC News, Washington. Indiana's Republican Attorney General has asked the state medical licensing board to discipline an Indianapolis doctor who has spoken publicly about providing an abortion to a 10-year-old rape victim who traveled from Ohio after its more restrictive abortion law took effect. The complaint alleges that Dr. Caitlin Bernard violated state law by not reporting the girl's child abuse to Indiana authorities and violated patient privacy laws by telling a reporter about the girl's treatment. The account sparked a national political uproar in the weeks after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in June. Bernard maintains the girl's abuse had already been reported to Ohio police before the doctor ever saw the child. There's help for early-stage Alzheimer's patients that could be on the way. If more, maybe sees Derek Dennis. It's being billed as the first drug of its kind for Alzheimer's, the drug lecanemab, completing a large clinical trial showing it slowed the rate of cognitive decline by 27% in the early stages of the disease. The trial followed patients for 18 months and showed lecanemab removed sticky deposits of an abnormal protein in the brain believed to be the cause of Alzheimer's. About 6 million Americans are living with the disease, a number that's projected to 
nearly triple by 2060. The FDA is set to decide on approving the drug in early January. Derek Dennis, ABC News. China's ruling Communist Party has vowed to, quote, resolutely crack down on infiltration and sabotage activities by hostile forces. The Central Political and Legal Affairs Commission's statement was released late Tuesday after the largest street demonstrations in decades by citizens fed up with strict antivirus restrictions. While it did not directly address the protests, the statement served as a reminder of the party's determination to enforce its rule. There's been a massive show of force by the internal security services to deter a recurrence of protests that broke out over the weekend in Beijing, as well as Shanghai and other cities. Security forces have conducted random ID checks and searched mobile phones for evidence of participation in demonstrations. And longtime Fleetwood Mac singer, songwriter, and keyboardist Christine McVie has died. More from Jason Nathanson. Christine McVie was a key ingredient in the Fleetwood Mac stew that propelled the band to superstardom in the 70s and 80s. The voice behind many of the band's hits and the writer of many more. McVie didn't get the attention that some of her more flamboyant bandmates like Stevie Nicks got, but her contribution to Fleetwood Mac's success is undeniable. McVie's family says in a statement that she passed away Wednesday morning following a short illness. Christine McVie was 79. Jason Athenson, ABC News. Hollywood. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.